believing ourselves and look what's happened, it's unreal. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast. It is the day after the Women's Euro 2022 draw and on here to react to that with me, I have got Northern Ireland International's Demi Vance and Louise McDaniel. Girls, thank you so much for coming on. Demi, I'll come to you first. What's your initial reaction to the draw? Obviously, England, Norway and Austria, three teams have played before. Um, it seems as though from what Kenny says and what you guys all say, um, you always favour having those teams that you've played recently. So it's a marker of how far you've come and also you've kind of got the video analysis of them and can improve on what happened last time. Is that how you're feeling ahead of this? No, yeah, I think it was a bit surreal yesterday waiting on us coming out to see who we were going to be playing. But, you know, England, Austria and Norway, like like you just said, we, we've played those teams before and it's, we're lucky that, you know, we've played them most recently in the last two years and all the teams will probably play twice by the time the Euros comes around. We've actually already played England twice this year. So, you know, I think it, um, it'll it be a good test for us to see how much we've improved on in the last two years under Kenny and, and the staff. Definitely, Louise. Does it give you a little bit of confidence, the fact that we, we've played Austria already and we've got a result against them at home? We're two or three minutes away from from getting a win in that game for you know a very tough group where you've got you know nations in there like England who haven't lost in, in a number of years in qualifying. Same with Norway, really. And um, does it give us that boost, that pot three team? We know we can compete with them. And especially, you know, as we'll come on to talk about a bit later on, potentially with training full time um, over the, the six months in the lead up to the Euros, that must give us like a good bit of confidence that we can actually go and get a result in this tournament. No, yeah, definitely. As Demi said, we've obviously just played Australia. And I think um, people will see that we're obviously more than capable to compete against those teams that are in pot three. And um, I think... Obviously, the result to each against them, and we were very unlucky to obviously get all three points. So, I think we'll obviously be confident going into that game, obviously, because we know we can compete against them. Um, so, no, I think it will be like a good experience and stuff. Brilliant. And and what kind of is the the aim this summer, Demi? Like, is there something specific in mind? You no, know, sort of Kenny says, take it each game at a time, and 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 that is true. That's what all sort of managers say, but. Are you targeting maybe just getting a result at the at the tournament, or are you thinking like further ahead to maybe sneak into second spots? Is is there anything in your mind as as what would represent success this summer? Oh, well, I think that you know we're going to go over there and in hopes to compete and you know make a very good account of ourselves. I think um, we deserve our place in the Euros just like every other team, and you know we proved that we went seeing the pro- we went through the same processes every other team and um, we qualified. So I think that we're going to go over there and take each game at a time. And, you know, we want to be able to go over and get results and, and score goals. Yeah, absolutely. Louise, I'm, I'm interested because you obviously, um, you made your debut for Northern Ireland, I believe, uh, at 17 years old. And you came in and you did very well initially. And then kind of when you went across the water to Scotland and England, you were, you were out of the setup for a little bit for a while, while Kenny was, uh, was initially in the manager. Um, I'm interested just because you always hear the girls talking about like the sea change in mentality since Kenny's come in and how he's made everyone believe. But as somebody who was, you know, literally out of the setup for a year and then came into it, was it just like a completely different camp uh, with the first time you came in? Um, well, for me, it was kind of, it was kind of really, at the time, I wasn't really enjoying my football. So I wasn't really playing to my best. Um, I wasn't getting much game time when I was across the water. Um, 
and then like obviously missing home and stuff I was obviously away at a very young age um so it was hard for Kenny to kind of see how I was playing because I wasn't getting very much game time and then around Christmas time I decided to move back to Belfast and then obviously when I came back I signed for Cliftonville and I was playing regularly and I was obviously back in training with the Northern Ireland team and I think from there I just started to obviously benefit from playing regularly and I was doing well and I think Kenny seen that and then I was obviously brought back into the setup and I haven't really looked back since. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is that something you, you you envisage in future in your career to get back across the water and maybe give it another go? Like right now, if you say you're enjoying your football and that's brilliant, but in terms of like if you had the opportunity to go full-time again in the future, is that something you're even looking towards or are you just kind of focused on the here and now? No, definitely. I think in the future, if I obviously was given the opportunity, I would take it. I think um, I went over at a very young age. and I was a bit ambitious and I think I maybe went a bit too soon. Obviously, going over to England, um, you're with, you're obviously a small fish in a big pond. So mm. it's obviously hard to go over. At, like you said, I was 17 and go over and compete with the likes of you're playing against like English internationals at the end of the day. So um, I think obviously when I feel ready and if given the opportunity, I would take it. Okay, interesting. And, and Demi, you've also kind of had a, a period out of the Northern Ireland team when you went over uh, and travelled and played some football in Australia. Was that kind of pre-arranged before you went over? Or was it kind of the, the idea that it would be too difficult to kind of travel there and back for camps and, and international games, what, five or six times a year? Or was it a case of, you know, the manager just didn't, uh, you know, didn't wasn't able to watch the league? Kind of what was the vibe there? No, like, to be honest, um, a little bit like what Louise had said, you know, I feel like given... I'm not really sure how to put it, but I think um I went through a stage myself where I wasn't really enjoying my football and, you know, I wanted to see a little bit of the world. I had moved to America at a young age and, you know, maybe like Louise, I moved a little, I moved away a little bit too young um, and I came back and, you know, part of me always wanted to play football in a different country and, you know, I seen Australia as my opportunity to do that and I stepped away from, from the international um stage for a few years and, you know, it was tough to watch the girls from the other side of the world, you know, playing in campaigns because that's all you ever want to do is play for your country. But at that time, it was the right thing for me to do. And, you know, lucky enough, whenever I moved back, um, we had a change in staff and um, I got the opportunity to come back into the squad. And, you know, we've moved up another level since then. And, yeah, it's been great to be back. All right, well, Louise, in the, the here and now, kind of in your career, you've come back to Cliftonville. I, I had a look at the, the kind of league table. You were very close uh, to Glen Torn this year. I think it was three points in the end separated you two. Um, and a, a tough, a tight Irish league, or sorry, Irish Cup semi-final as well, uh, thrown in there for good measure. I'm always interested in this question around international international teams because I know it's like very different, but the England golden generation for the men always said like Stephen Gerrard, Lampard, uh, Gary Neville all just didn't get along because there were rivalries at club level. I know it's such a tight knit group at Northern Ireland with you girls, but like, is there any point where the kind of the title race or the, the Irish Cup games are getting so intense that uh, the rivalry does get in the way a little bit? Or is, do you have a rule like we don't talk about the game or we don't talk to each other like a week before games or anything like that? No? They're so sensitive. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're so sensitive. Um, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say there's like a rule. Um, we're all, like it's an unwritten like, rule. Very, yeah. It, we're all very. You're not scrapping in the all, corridors of international no, hotels no. or anything like that. No. I mean, we, we do have we do have a a good wind up with each other. Um, 
will not drop any names in there. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Some people, some people take it better than others. Are you still giving it the big one from being a Rangers player from your Glen Torn days, Demi? Are you still getting stuck into the Cliftonville girls? Always. You get stuck into everyone. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, no, I just Demi's, kinda... Demi's the wooden spoon. She just mixes yeah, like it you see, if I think if I think that you know they're all being kind of level, like on a level Very playing nice. field with it, and there's not too much going on, then I'll just kind of bring out the wooden spoon and then just leave and just let them let them fight it out. <laughs> there you go, wooden spoon. I've never heard that one before, but stirs the pot. Fair play, um, Demi. <laughs> I have a look at the league table in Scotland as well. Rangers going very well this year. Um, you must be up there with the most decorated Northern Irish footballers in history in the sense that I think it's, uh, how many leagues? Was it Was it five league titles at Glen Torn, seven Irish Cups, 19 trophies in total, um, two league titles and three cups at the Northern Redbacks in Australia. Um, you thinking sort of you can add a, a league and cup in Scotland to that this year? Yeah, I hope so. Um, last year was a bit of a, was obviously a bit of a write-off for me personally. Um, but also at club level, we did lose. We lo- well, lost a few players, in- including Megan Bell, um, who was out and then she came back in. And then obviously she was out again to the end of the season. And we lost our striker. And, you know, the results just didn't didn't fall our way. But thankfully, they're, everybody's on the road back. And, um, you know, we've started, we started off well in the Cup just before the season started. And we've had a good run. So we play Celtic this Sunday and in the Cup again. And, you know, hopefully we can continue the unbeaten run and see how far we go into the new year. Absolutely, that will be a, a tasty one to tune into. Well, you two have kind of had your own uh, sort of internal Puskas awards in the over the last couple of international breaks in terms of the the best goal scored. Louise, I'll come to you first. And I mean, it was a, an absolutely glorious strike at Windsor Park. How does it feel to be the first uh, senior international woman to score a goal at Windsor Park for Northern Ireland? Honestly, I was I was a bit overwhelmed when it happened. I didn't really know how to react. Um, your celebration told that like yeah I just kind of <laughs> turned around and run towards Demi <laughs> um, no but it's it's unbelievable obviously it was my first start um, for Northern Ireland so obviously to get that goal was kind of like the icing on the cake for myself absolutely it was a, a lovely finish and Demi obviously you've had the the goal in midweek there against uh, against Austria I mean I couldn't believe it myself sitting there watching it um, I think the commentator at some point says is she, she going to have a go here um, and then you kind of went up to it with your side foot, and I thought, no, she's kind of just gonna gonna play it to the back post. Is is it true that Furness tried to take it off you? No, well, I'm not sure if she tried to take it off me or not, but she she definitely wasn't getting it. Um, <laughs> but as she was kind of walking away, I was like, you know, will we will we place it or what will we what will we do here? And um, I had said to her, I'll, I'll go top right. Um, but whenever obviously I stepped up to take it, the keeper had slightly moved, so. You can see Fernie sending me after top right. Is that where you meant to go? Um, because obviously it went to come like the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, it was it was a great feeling when I hit the back of the net. I think given that the start that we had in the first half and then coming out and scoring, Norm Wade scoring that that first goal so quickly in the half time, and then I was going two one up. Um, yeah, it was it was a great feeling. Excellent stuff. Well, I did put it to the the poll on Twitter, uh, which goal was better. Attached the videos below so everyone could have another look at them. Uh, Demi came out in top, 83%. Um, Louise, 17%. That's not bad at all for, for, for the goal Demi scored. Have you, have you got a couple of Twitter accounts in the go there, have you? No? I can't even work <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> no, fair play, fair play. Good stuff. Well, two excellent goals there. Um, 
I want to talk about the Austria game a little bit um, because I was thinking in my head with the quality of the opposition, it probably is one of the best teams we've got a result against uh, under Kenny Shields. Obviously, there's mitigating circumstances with Ukraine in the sense that a lot of the players didn't really get any football under the belt before that. We came in there cold. We came in there with um, with you know several injuries as well. But but Demi, in terms of like the the opposition, do you think that's the best opposition we've got a result against under Kenny Shields? Because you look at them and there's like six or seven players in that starting eleven, which were playing Champions League football the week before. It was incredible. Yeah, look, I think you just have to look at the stats um, under Kenny and, you know, and what, we, what we've what we achieved. And, you know, I think maybe given the first two games against Norway, maybe people didn't buy in to what, to what he was bringing to the table and what he was all about. And, you know, I think we brought into it straight away. And after that, we went on a run and, you know, Seaview's our home and we've got great results against them. Um, and I think it's hard to kind of say, like, one result is the best because we... We came through a playoff with seven people out injured. And, you know, I think it shows the depth in that squad as well. We qualified for Euros with not a full-strength team. And I don't know if, if Kenny and his staff have been able to pick a full-strength squad since he since he's came in. So I think it shows, you know, like the fight that, that we've got every game. And I think um, the Austria game was a great result. But, you know, in the end, again, it speaks volumes of us that we're disappointed that we didn't get three points against one of the top teams in Europe. Um, and I think, you know, the confidence that we have going into every game, now we're scoring goals, we know that we're going to score goals and, you know, the attitude to come out in the second half after being 1-0 down and then scoring those goals to, like, so quickly after another, um, again, just speaks volumes to us. So I don't know if I could pick a result that would be the best um, out of them all because I think, you know, each game we're just improving. Yeah, it's not a competition either. And and Louise, you come on, you've come on twice in the last year or in the in the space of the last six months. You've come on twice against uh, against England. I think the first game in the friendly, that was the first time I'd sort of become aware of you. And like you really impressed that day, came on and did really well. And, and the same at Wembley there. Um, I mean, how does it feel to kind of play at such young age against such you know top class opposition? Do you think it's like it's massive for your mentality and for your career at this point? No, yeah, definitely. I think it obviously brings me confidence and um, knowing that obviously when I'm going on that the staff kind of have that belief in me that I can go on and kind of um, show what I can kind of do and add to the team. Um, I think it's great, obviously, going forward, getting more experience, playing against the likes of um, the top players in Europe um, for myself. And obviously, going forward, I'm hoping to obviously kind of try and break into the team a bit more. Um, so, no, yeah, it's been great. Good stuff. I'll stick with you, Louise, because I want to sort of go on to talk about um, this idea of fitness and and full-time football versus kind of staying at home, playing part-time, but also meeting up with the, the Northern Ireland squad every week, as, as Kenny says, um, the players at home do. I mean, what for you, as somebody who has kind of had a taste for going across the water, uh, the full-time setup compared to coming back, what do you think is kind of the more important uh, thing? Is it going full-time and playing football full-time? Or do you think maybe at your age it's better to be in and around the squad, kind of get integrated in the squad and then kind of move up a little bit later up and uh, maybe back across water, as you said, you want to do already? No, obviously, I think um, the team obviously going full-time here in Belfast would be absolutely unbelievable. Um, I think we've seen ourselves when we obviously played against the likes of England. Um, they're obviously full-time professionals. and They're training every day and they're, they're getting the recovery that they need and obviously some of the girls in our team I mean some of them are doing like nine hour shifts and then they're going home and they're not getting that time to recover and then they're waking up in the morning going to work and then straight back to training that night so 
I think obviously the six months of full-time training that we're going to be putting in will obviously reap the benefits of it because we're getting the recovery and obviously the full-time training. So I think obviously come June, we'll be best prepared for the tournament. Massively. Demi, as somebody who's only gone into full-time football kind of in the last year, year and a half, two years or so, um, how is the transition from training two or three times a week to training kind of five or six times a week? I'm not entirely sure on, on the figures there, but it's, it's around kind of double the, the workload, I think, in, in, in total, isn't it? So, like, I know, I remember, like, when a couple of the, the men's actually clubs went full-time, um, there was a big chat about, like, how they kind of struggled to adapt to that a little bit and how, you know, their bodies were, were used to um, that kind of constant training regime two or three times a week. And then when they had to go towards the full-time, it was a little bit difficult for them. Is that something you find hard to adapt to or how... How quickly can we expect the the part-time girls back home to adapt to the full-time training regime if indeed it does come in in January? Um, I think I think it's great that, you know, the full-time thing is is possibly happening in January. And I think it's, you know, what us as a country deserve, you know, I think for so long. Like, you can see that, you know, there's like nine or ten NFL players in the Northern Ireland squad at the minute, which is speaking volumes of the league and, you know, how women's football is developing back home, like, so quickly. But... I think, um, you know, like Louise said, like there's players on our team that do nine, ten hour shifts and some do night shift and, and they come off the back of that and they go training. So, you know, some of them are doing five, six sessions a week plus doing that as well. And so I don't think it's going to take as long to adapt to that because I think players just need that extra bit of rest. Um, so, you know, like I said, there's people that, that are already doing that. Um, but for me, like whenever I had moved over to Scotland, I adapted to it a little bit easier given that I had a um a fitness background. Um so like I said, like I was already kind of doing that those levels of training and I think I almost came over here in shock of like, why well, have I got so much spare time because I didn't have to go and do my day job. Um, you know, so it can only be it can only be a good thing for them. Yeah, Louise, it's it's interesting because you you can kind of train full time, but if you're not kind of playing that full time opposition week in week out, that can be difficult as well. Obviously, you know there are certain leagues which are are kind of half part time, half full time, and there ends up over the course of two or three years becoming a massive discrepancy between the full time and the part time teams. And um, do you think it's important, kind of that that to, to be playing that full time opposition as much as anything, because there's a massive difference between like fitness, ordinary fitness, and actual match fitness, isn't there? And I suppose those qualifiers no. as well that you have in, in April will will help bridge that before the Euros. No, yeah, definitely. I think obviously all the girls in training together will only help us raise each other's games. Um, obviously we'll have those games in April um, against the likes of England and Austria. So that'll be good preparation for ourselves. But I think obviously all us training together and like I said, being full-time, getting the right recovery and improving will only make each other better. Brilliant stuff. All right. Uh, that's been a really good chat, girls. What I'm going to do before we go is we're going to have a quick uh, quick quiz, quick game. Going to play you off against each other, see who um, see who knows more about uh, your teammates and the, the Northern Irish squad. It's a bit of an interesting one, this one. I've decided. <laughs> I'm not sure how well it's going to go or how, um, you know, how the dynamics are going to play out. But what I'm going to do is... First of all, you're going to start off with two lives each, okay? Um, now, if I find out we're really bad at this, I'll extend that to three lives just so we can we can get a little bit more in, right? But here's a crack. It's um, ever since Kenny Shields took over the Northern Ireland women's team, you guys have played 14 qualifiers, two playoffs, three Pinotar Cup games, and two friendlies, okay? So I've gone back and calculated the minutes played of each player under Kenny Shields, okay? So not caps, not appearances, 
not sub appearances, the minutes played for everyone, okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with a player, okay? Jackie Burns has played 1,197 minutes for Northern Ireland. I'm then going to name another player, and you're going to have to tell me if it's higher or lower, okay? So we'll start off with you, Louise. Um, if you get one wrong, that'll be a life gone, okay? So you've got three, three chances to get one wrong. You get a point um, for every one uh, that you have. So I'm going to start off a little bit easier, and then they'll gradually get a little bit tighter um, as we go on, okay? Everyone clearing the rules? Yep. So yeah. Just, just give me a higher or a lower, okay? So Jackie Burns, 1,197 minutes under Kenny Shields for Northern Ireland, okay? Uh, Louise, Rachel Newborough, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct. She played 404 minutes. That's one point to you, Louise. Okay, so sticking with you, Rebecca McKenna, higher or lower? Oh, I'm going to say lower. I'm going to say lower. You would be wrong to say lower. That's a life gone. Okay, so Rebecca McKenna <gasps> has, paid, has played 849 minutes under Kenny Shields, so almost double the time. That's a shocker from Louise there. So, more uh, than, more than Jackie? What's that? No, 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 no. Then it goes, sorry, maybe I didn't explain it quite well. That's more than Rachel. So, right, no, then I would say obviously higher. I sorry, I thought you meant Jackie. Okay, are we giving her that, Demi? Or, yeah, we'll give her that. Okay, right, fair enough. Yes, yes, that is higher than uh, 849. I'll put your (laughs) life back on. Sorry, Louise. So, it goes to the next person, is what it goes to the next person. So, now the next person I say it will be higher or lower than Rebecca McKenna. Okay, right, okay, my bad. Okay, so the next one is. Lauren Wade, higher or lower than Rebecca McKenna's 849? I'm going to say lower. You would be wrong to say lower. Lauren Wade played oh. 1,254 minutes. Okay, so definitely life's gone now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Demi, Lauren Wade played 1,254. Chloe McCarran, <laughs> higher or lower? Under Kenny Shields, this is, remember, just under Kenny. Lower. Lower is wrong. She's played more. She's played 1,297 minutes. To be fair, that was quite a tight one. So it's 2-0 to Louise. One life gone each. I'm going to go up to three <laughs> lives. I really don't think we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, could even go maybe four. Could even go maybe four. See how far we get. Let's see anyway. Okay. Uh, Louise. Chloe McCarran played 1,297 minutes under Kenny. Uh, Simone McGill, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct. A couple of injuries in there. I mean, Simone's only played 977 minutes with three points, Louise. Uh, Ashley Hutton, higher or lower than Simone's 977? Um, oh, that's a hard one. I can tell you it's tight. Um, I'm going to say higher. You'd be right to say higher. It's 999 minutes, four points. Uh, Kirsty McGuinness, higher or lower? Higher. Higher is wrong. Kirsty's only played 821 minutes under Kenny. So, uh, so Demi, 4-0 down. Going to need a bit of an Istanbul here. Okay. Um, and the next one you should really be able to get. So, Kirsty McGuinness has played 821. Uh, Demi Vance, higher or lower? <laughs> higher? Higher is correct. You've played 1,166 minutes under Kenny. Uh, Sarah McFadden, higher or lower? Higher. Higher is correct. She's played 1,442 minutes. Two points on the board. Uh, Julie Nelson, higher or lower? Lower. an easy one. Lower is not correct. She's played 1,557 minutes. That was an easy one. No, it isn't because she didn't play a couple. Like, there was times where she didn't play, I remember. 
No, so she's actually the first. the most um, most minuted player under Kemi Shields, one thousand five hundred fifty-seven. Yeah, two two points to Demi. Okay, so moving on. Um, so that's two of your lives gone. Let's say we'll go for another two. So Louise, um, Julie's played one thousand five hundred fifty-seven. Uh, Rachel Furness, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct. I just realized I, I did make that quite obvious because she was the most uh, <laughs> player, didn't I? Sorry about that, Demi. Thanks for that. Um, okay, Marissa Callahan, higher or lower than Furnace's 1,369? Oh, you've cut out there for some reason. Can you hear Louise, Demi? Yeah, she said higher. Said higher for some reason it's it's not coming through for me, um. But anyway, you'd be wrong to say higher. Look, uh, Marissa's played one thousand one hundred and twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna need to check the VAR on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did go higher, didn't you, Louise? No, I, I I changed my mind twice. We'll just give Demi that point. Right. Okay. So that's three lives gone. Okay. So five two <laughs> to Louise currently. Louise, you've one more life to go. Demi, you've two. Um, who did we do there? We did Marissa, didn't we? Okay, it's quite an obvious one. Um, Marissa's played 1,128 minutes. I had to do a, a bit of a change here. Louise McDaniel, higher or lower? Was this me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, lower. Lower is correct. She's played 167 minutes. Uh, Sam Kelly, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct. She's played 99 minutes. So 5 4 now. Uh, Kelsey Burrows, higher or lower? Higher. Higher is correct. By 266 minutes. So five all. Uh, Emily Wilson, higher or lower? Lower. Lower is correct. 229 minutes. Caitlin McGuinness, higher or lower? Oh, higher. Higher is not correct. Let me let's play 171 minutes. Okay, so one more go. Uh, Louise, you're five, uh, six, five down. So you need to get one and at least and one more to salvage a point. Um, so that was Caitlin McGuinness, 171 minutes. Megan Bell, higher or lower? How much did Caitlin get? Caitlin gets 171, so just under two games overall. Higher. Higher is correct. Megan plays 403 minutes. And Nadine Caldwell, higher or lower? Higher. Higher is correct. Again, 441. Uh, Becky Flaherty, higher or lower? How much was Dina? Uh, Nadine Caldwell, 441. Lower. Lower is correct. 423. Rebecca Holloway, higher or lower? Higher. Higher is correct, 443. This is quite the streak. Laura Rafferty, higher or lower? Lower. Laura Rafferty is indeed lower, 265 minutes. Um, I've had to go back on my phone here because I've, I've run out. Uh, Kerry Beatty, higher <laughs> or lower? Lower. Lower is correct, 198 minutes. Um, let's see. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Um, Abby McGee, higher or lower? Then how many minutes? Than, that's a very good question. Um, that was higher or lower than 198. Abby McGee, higher or lower than 198? Higher. 
Higher is wrong. It was lower. It was 149 minutes. Okay, so that is, oh. um, let's count, 11 points to Louise, six points to Demi. So Demi, you pretty much need a clean sweep here. Okay, so the last one was um, Abby McGee. I thought I'd give you a chance there, Demi. Oh, Abby thanks. McGee, 149 minutes. I really should have prepared for um, Louise to go on the maddest run of all time. Okay, let's say <laughs> Emma McMaster, higher or lower, Demi? Um, than 149. Than 149. Lower. Lower is not correct. It was 179 minutes for Emma. So, uh, well done, Louise. Congratulations, champion. <laughs> how does that, how does that feel in comparison to just being the first woman to score at Windsor Park? Like, is it? I'm sure that doesn't compare even slightly. Um, to be honest, beating Demi is obviously um sweet so i'm quite enjoying this moment <laughs> well demi won the poll but louise won the quiz girls thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure no worries thank you we'll wrap it up right there. thank, thank you, you very much.